Why is seminary so expensive? At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we are committed to the reform of theological education toward meeting the needs of churches across the globe. Men of God cannot serve their churches well if they are burdened with tens of thousands of dollars in student loans from seminary. At CBTS, you can receive a robust theological education for nearly four times less than other institutions. To find out more about how you can receive an accredited theological degree at a cost that you can afford, visit cbtseminary.org. Welcome to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In the last few episodes, we have been discussing uh, the pastor's wife, and we've talked about if she has peculiar roles, um, ways that she can help her husband, and we would encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes, and if you have any questions related to anything we've discussed in those conversations, to submit them to Pastor's Inbox at cbtseminary.org. But uh, in this new mini-series, we want to begin discussing the pastor's children now, and we'll do so by just asking one question for each of these uh, few episodes in the next uh, parts that will be released. So our one question for this conversation, uh, I'll give some feedback or some background, some context to the question, then I'll ask the question. So we want to address whether or not in this conversation, an unbelieving adult child disqualifies a pastor from ministry. So the question is, brothers, must a pastor's adult children who are out of the home be believers for a man to be qualified as an elder? Well, I would say <laughs> that to say that, would mean that all the children of every qualified pastor are of the elect, that they were all chosen uh, before time. I guess we could further say that means that they must be converted while they're young. Well, every pastor could wish it so, Amen. but we've no warrant to conclude that it will be so or that it must be so. Yeah. Now, the way some Bible versions translate Titus 1.6, I, I can see where that's given rise to uh, that suggestion or that view, uh, that he must have believing offspring, because that's what New American Standard of Titus 1.6, having children who believe, or the ESV, uh, his children are believers. And true it is that the word they translate believe is so used in the New Testament when Jesus said uh, to Thomas there in John 20, do not be unbelieving, but believe. Uh, that's the word. Or when the mother of, of Timothy is described in Acts 16.1, that she was a Jewish woman who was a believer or who believed. So it's true, the word <clears throat> can be translated that way. However, it doesn't necessarily, nor is it even most often translated, uh, believe or believing, especially with reference to salvation. Because more than 50 times in the King James and New King James, it's translated faithful. And therefore, Titus 1.6, again, King James, New King James, having faithful children, not accused of dissipation, dissipation or insubordination. Yeah. 
Now, to understand that as requiring belief in the truth, belief in the gospel, uh, it raises questions and, I think, unnecessary problems. I mean, for instance, it's not just talking there about adult children, but all of his children. Okay, but what about, he's got a one-year-old child. Uh, well, can we know for sure that that child is a, is a believer? And if we don't know for sure, can we really know that he's qualified then? Um, or what if the man was himself converted in riper years? You know, his children are not simply not at home, but they were not raised hmm. in a Christian home. Uh, they've never had that kind of influence. And if it means that the children are believers in the sense of being converted, well, then it would seem to me the rest of Titus 1.6 shouldn't be necessary when it says not accused of, of dissipation or uh, insubordination. Well, if they're true believers on Christ, those things shouldn't characterize them. But a bigger issue is this. What's the real point behind this qualification for pastors in Titus 1.6? Uh, well, isn't it the same thing that we find over in 1 Timothy 3, 4? Uh, he's one who rules his own house well, yeah. and that will be evident in the conduct of his children. So uh, 1 Timothy 3, uh, 4 talks about uh, uh, ruling his house well and his children being in submission with all reverence or all respect. And, and we need to keep in mind both the importance and the point of this particular qualification in these two lists of qualifications for the eldership. It's especially because in the home, his ability to rule is going to be demonstrated. I mean, how can we know if this man is a gift of Christ and is gifted by Christ to rule in Christ's church? Well, 1 Timothy 3, 5 argues from uh, the lesser to the greater. If he doesn't know how to uh, take care of his own house, how is he going to take care of the church of God? How is he going to rule there? And so both of these lists are concerned with the man's proven ability to rule, which again is going to be seen, especially in the deportment of his children. Mm -hmm. So uh, does he exercise authority well? Does he do so with kindness and some clear measure of wisdom? Does he uh, exercise that authority out of genuine concern for those, uh, the welfare of those who are under him, even if need be swimming against the tide? Well, uh, how are you going to know? Well, you look at his family, especially look at his children, if God has given him uh, such. And, and therefore, I think the King James, New King James, rightly translated faithful children. You know, at least there's some uh, external submission to mm -hmm. the Jews at home, not accused of dissipation. It's a word that's actually akin to the word used of the prodigal, as in prodigal son there in Luke 15, not abandoned to sin, or even, for that matter, not even uh, accused of insubordination, that there's a clear subjection, uh, especially to the Father's authority in the home. And by the way, that, I think, would point to the fact that the children are then under this man's authority. That is, say, they're still in the home. The, the elder has little control of what they do after leaving the home, uh, especially if it's a prodigal, as they're in the far country. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's what's being addressed there. Uh, in fact, the parallel passage in 1 Timothy 3 speaks of ruling his house well, uh, those in the house. Mm -hmm. It's right. there that he has his children in submission with all reverence or all respect. Not necessarily saved, but the word of God rules in the home, and therefore 
with a proper respect the children have for their dad, uh, there is that submission. And so going back to the question, must a pastor's adult children who are out of the home be believers for a man to be a quali to be qualified as an elder? Well, that's not the point of First uh, Timothy 3. That's not the point of Titus 1. And therefore, we've no biblical warrant to suggest this. Well, well, Joe, your thoughts, my brother. I appreciate the way, uh, <clears throat> brother, you brought in uh, both of those uh, parallel passages, Timothy and Titus, shows us the importance of comparing Scripture with Scripture <clears throat> and not taking one, one thing said in one place and uh, deriving uh, erroneous views from it. We've all, we've all heard before we know you can take one scripture isolated and, uh, or one translation of a passage isolated and you can prove anything that you want to prove. Uh, I agree with you. In my opinion, the answer to the question is a resounding no. Uh, a pastor's unbelieving adult children, uh, as it specifies in the question who are out of the home, um, do not disqualify a man. In fact, I'll say, and, and anything I'm saying here, Brother Lee, is, is basically just uh, stating maybe in a little different way what you stated. An unbelieving child of any age is not, I'm talking about an unsaved child, is not a disqualification for ministry. They're all born unsaved. They're all born in sin. And uh, what would a pastor have to do? Would he have to, every time his wife has a new child, and for a lot of ministers I know, that's quite often, uh, every time he has a new child, you have to wait until that child can understand the gospel, believe the gospel, and give some evidence that they're uh, truly converted. Uh, I'll have to step out of the ministry, I guess, until my child becomes able to do all those things. To me, uh, that's really an absurdity. I know I'm a little bit off of the subject, but again, I'm just going further than what the question says. And, and I'm saying that uh, an un, unsaved child of any age does not disqualify the man uh, from ministry. A rebellious child in the home who is undisciplined by the pastor might well disqualify him from ministry. Uh, but that would be a scenario for the church to discern and judge whether or not the man is ruling his household well or not. That's what would disqualify him from the ministry if he has an child in the home whom he is not controlling. But an unbelieving son or daughter, especially outside the home, and I don't care how ungodly, how far into the far country they may wander. That's not grounds for uh, disqualifying the man from uh, the ministry. Of course, we know it's the goal of every Christian father, and certainly it's the goal of every true pastor to see all of his children brought to Christ. We are like the apostle Paul. We travail in birth. Uh, if, if a, I'll say this, a pastor who shows that he's not really concerned whether mm -hmm. his children come to know Christ or not, certainly disqualifies himself from the ministry. Uh, but I think it would be difficult for the church to be able to make that determination unless the pastor shows his unconcern by carelessly uh, running his household. And that's why the qualification says having his house in order. 
but surely as pastors and just as Christian fathers, we want to do all within our power to see our children saved. But therein lies the problem. We know this brothers. It's not in our power. It's not in the power of any man, whether he's a pastor or not to save his child, nor anyone else. Everybody that comes to my church would be converted if I had the power and certainly my children would. So the basic truth is pastors, children are born totally depraved. They are lost from birth and only an act of irresistible grace by the Holy spirit can make a saving change in their life. So they must be born again with a birth that doesn't come from their dad, but a birth that comes from above because dad can't do it. So again, as I've already said to say the pastor and his children must be converted or he's disqualified is to add to the list of true biblical qualifications and lay on that pastor a burden that he, he can't bear. Uh, so there's my answer. I took too long to say it, but uh, no, it does not disqualify him. Austin, I don't know if that raises any other questions or Lee, if you have something <clears throat> to add to it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, since we're only taking up one question in this conversation, does anybody have any other thoughts? If not, feel free to shoot me down and I'll wrap us up. I'm, done. I'm, I'm happy to turn it over to you brothers. Uh, I've probably said too much already. So there you go. All right. Well, Listeners, if you have any more thoughts, if you have any more questions, feel free to send those to us at pastorsinbox at cbtseminary.org. In this first conversation on uh, the pastor's children, we've been talking about whether an adult unbelieving child who is out of the home disqualifies a pastor for eldership, and the answer has been no. Uh, continue listening to our series on the pastor's children. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Until then, grace and peace to you. God bless.